Hi, this is Tina Black, and this is the B-Series Podcast. Today, we'll be exploring untold stories of transformation and leadership. We hope you'll subscribe and check out the B-Books and send us your stories of transformation after listening. Okay, so I am super excited because I get the sincere pleasure of interviewing actually one of our Palm Mitchell the Salon clients. I met you at Palm Mitchell the Salon in Clinton Township, Michigan. So I know you're a, one of my daughter's clients, but you're also a salon client. So thank you. <laughs> I am. I am. Everybody is amazing there. I And I mean that. They really are. Just a beautiful, they are. beautiful yeah. light in that salon. Mm. I love that you said that because that's our value system is be the lights of the community and light yeah. stands for love, impact, generosity, humility, teamwork, and being self-aware. And so we really focus on that. And I'm just so proud of all of our teams. We have four salons now and so proud of our, you know, graduates slash future partners slash um, all of our stylists. So thank you for saying that. And I know you're quite a light in there as well, too. And I got the opportunity, my daughter, uh, you know, uh, uh, recommended for me to meet you and to get to know you. And I'm like, okay, right away, I got to get her on the Be Amazing podcast because you're doing amazing things and your story is awesome. Uh, so meet Sana Johns. She's a life coach and speaker, and she focuses on personal empowerment and self love. And so she was a facilitator trainer for many fortune 500 companies, but now she's a certified life coach, which I want to, um, I want to get into that, like why you decided to leave the corporate work and get into that. Cause I know a lot of women want to do life coaching as well too. I know I do mostly business coaching, but I, you, I mean, you can't separate life from business, right? So that it always goes together. Us all goes together. Yeah. I always say you can't leave your soul at home. So let's just, you know, let's get over it and let's start, you know, getting uh, deep within because it will affect work. Um, so you help women with work, with relationships. And I love this re reinvention after a life-changing event, which I think is just so, so needed. And you have some great programs. Go to sonalife.com, S-O-N-N-A life com and you'll see she's got what she calls diamond programs which I love that name where you do one-on-one -on -one coaching workshops an eight-week immersion course which I thought was so cool you're a talk show host of up close and empowered so check that out I just downloaded that recently on my podcast uh, app and um, th that goes live. So three o'clock Eastern standard time as well too. Where can people find this up close and empowered live program with you? Is that on YouTube? Uh, they Well, they can actually go on YouTube and see the visual portion of it, but it is really an audio show. It's a live radio show every week at three o'clock or yeah, every Thursday at three o'clock. It's on the Voice America talk radio network. So if you just you know, put in the search engine, you know, Voice America, it'll come up. And then all you have to do is put empowerment show or my name, and then you'll be able to find it. And then if you go to my Instagram, which is at Sana Life Coach, I always have the direct link in my bio, in my link tree bio. So yeah. 
Love that so much. That's so cool. I know when you were just getting that started and you were so passionate about it and all I could think was, I got to get you on this, on my podcast. So um, I, I think I already know what I'm going to call this actually, Son. I know sometimes I don't know, uh, but I'm going to call it Be Empowered. And the reason why I'm going to do that, because first of the play off of your um, Up Close and Empowered podcast, a, a talk show, um, program, but I also have a coaching program called Empowered Salon Leaders because we, I have two different coaching companies. And so we're all about that empowerment word. And I want to hear from you, like your story, how empowerment has played out for you. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a series of things that have happened throughout my life. It's, you know, it's a journey, as you know, life is a journey and I think that, you know, to sum it up, it, you know, there's so much to, there's so much that I've gone through professionally and personally, but it's also made me who I am today. And it's, it's allowed me to have the wisdom to help others. So, you know, I was in the professional world for about 10 years in executive sales and marketing. And as you mentioned earlier, I was in facilitation prior to that. And I had gone through a really difficult time at my professional job. It was a lot of pressure. I had recently gotten divorced and I was reinventing myself. It was a life-changing event. And I wasn't used to working, you know, eight to five every day because I did contract work with my facilitation and training. And so anyway, long story short, I got divorced and I had to get a job and I went out into the corporate world and it, it was great. I was so grateful for it. It came at a really great time. Uh, but over as time passed, it just started to get a lot of pressure. You know, I had to get the pressure and try to juggle everything at home. I had two small boys at the time. And then I was feeling that guilt that I wasn't seeing my kids enough or, you know, making it home in time for their soccer game. And then the more I sold and the the better I did at work, the more they want, you know, the more they wanted, right? So right. it just started to really take a toll on me. And I started to lose myself a little bit, you know, working, working, no joy, you know, trying to be a good mom, the best mom. And I did get caught up in the people pleasing a little bit, like trying to, to be the best for everybody else, but not really taking care of myself. So it started to show up physically. I started to like feel it in my body and had some health issues come up. So then I decided that I was going to slowly resign. And while I was doing that, when I say resign from that job, I was going to get another job. But at the at the time, I actually ended up resigning because I had gotten into a relationship and that ended up being a significant relationship. And that was another turning point for me. So I had left the corporate world and I was ready to leave anyway. But then I had, had met someone and I thought, okay, and I just lost both my parents. So it was a really pivotal time in my life. And uh, so... I got into this relationship, long story short, it, it did not work out overall. And what happened is right before the quarantine, I had this epiphany that, you know, something just wasn't right. Like I was really losing myself. It wasn't resonating with my soul. And I just kept getting nudged. Like I have to move on. I just have to, and I can't really explain it, but you know how you get those signs, right? And so I ended up going into, I, I walked away from the relationship and it was the most difficult thing I've ever had to do in my life. Seriously. I mean, bar none. And I went into solitude for three, four months with the quarantine and got really heavy into my spiritual practice, my prayer, meditation, yoga, like everything to really 
dive deep and to really work on myself because look at I you know, I have to take responsibility for the relationship too. It's not all the other person. That's what people don't realize is that we actually play a part in it because we allow things to happen. And why do we do that? So we have to dig deep. So that's what happened. I made a commitment to myself that I was going to really work on myself. And prior to when I was in the relationship, I did get certified as a coach. So I was doing some coaching then, but then it there was really a need for it when I went through this significant time and everybody else in the world was going through this significant time too. It was life-changing for many. Yeah. Wow. Well, good timing. I love that. And I'm actually sitting in my garage that I use in my Florida home. And it's funny because the whole time during quarantine, my whole family was here with us. We were all living together and they were off watching, you know, TV shows, whatever they were watching. And I'm here in my garage, like listening to podcast after podcast, show after show, trying to, you know, figure out like, how can I help people during this time? And that's when we kind of unleashed, we're like you, we started unleashing more podcasts, more live shows, because we knew our heart was to help salons during that time to help them stay open. Cause we knew, you know, it was inevitable that they, many would close, which that happened. Right. And yes. so through that process, and I was almost felt guilty that I was kind of enjoying myself during that time. You know what I mean? And so then I was like, Oh no, but I love it because I think a lot of people reinvented themselves and kind of discovered like, wait a minute, do I really want to do this job J O B right. Or do I want to do something that I'm called to do? And I have a Bible study right now that we're doing and it's through miles Monroe books It's max maximizing your uh, potential. And so I love the fact that you started to realize I have more in me and, but it's not this right. And so talk about, because you, you hit some really um, heavy things here that I think um, my listeners need to hear from you, uh, Sana. And, and that is, you said you felt pressure and guilt and you recognize that you were this people pleaser. And then you started having health issues. And so maybe somebody's listening right now, like, wait, I kind of have all of that going on too in my J-O-B, right? And so I'll kind of walk them through that. So if you were coaching someone that expressed those things to you, what would be the first thing that you would tell them to do? Well, first of all, I'd find out what it's really coming from. Like we had talked about earlier, professionally and uh, personally, it goes together and it could be unhappiness in the job. It could also be unhappiness in a relationship, but it could also be the relationship with themselves. Because as we know, it all comes from within. It starts with us. We, we, we have to look within to see, okay, is this where the issues are lying or is this really you know, relevant on the outside? And not that it isn't, but we do need to see it, how we're relating to things and how we're responding. And so I always, I'm a true believer that your body speaks to you. Our intuition is, is very powerful. And sometimes things do start to manifest in our bodies and we don't realize it. stress, chaos, guilt, obligation, uh, anything along those lines, uh, even lack of love, you know, from, you know, the relationship or whatever it is that does start to manifest in our body over time if we don't know how to work with it in a healthy manner. So what I usually do is I help people to find the root of the cause, find out what's going on, what's the foundation of it, and then what are some healthy responses 
that you can have in your back pocket? You know, what brings you joy? How can you set aside time every day? I'm very, very big on setting time for yourself every day, even if it's 10 minutes, you have to, it's so crucial. And I'm really big on morning routines, you know, setting your day off in an intentional way with, with a prayer, if you can, or, you know, stepping outside in the fresh air, gratitude, you know, thinking about all the things you're grateful for. So it's all these little tools, tips, and practices that help us to come back to ourselves into our, you know, our heart and what's important to us. And these, all, all these things tell ourselves, our subconscious mind that we matter, that we love ourselves and we matter and that we need to accept ourselves no matter what's going on. Mm. So the daily practice and the daily, you know, time aside is really important and also looking forward to things. So, you know, set aside a time, uh, you know, set aside, aside time uh, on the weekend to go for a hike, to go to a park, you know, go walking with your girlfriends, go out for coffee, go to the mall and just set things to look forward to because we get so caught up in work and trying to achieve and be productive. And it's just really important to have that balance. And balance is a key part of what I coach on, like finding that life balance. Yeah. I love that. And I, you know, you hear a lot of speakers saying there's no such thing as balance. Right. And, uh, and so what is your take on balance, so to speak? Right. Cause I know I'm always about, you know, let's soak into the professional, physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual. It's not like you can leave your soul at home, you know, and not bring your spiritual life with you to work. Like that's just going to be a disaster. And then you're going to quit and go into ministry because it's not a ministry at work. And so that's not a good thing either, right? For any human being, right? As far as that goes. And so talk a little bit more about balance when you are coaching uh, someone to help them through this process. Okay. So balance to me is being balanced emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, like all of it. And maybe some things will be, you know, we'll have more attention to it, but it, it's good to have the balance and be able to, when you're, when you're heavy in one of them and not the other, when you're heavy in just work and not your family, when you're heavy in your relationship and not yourself, that is an imbalance. So we have to be self-aware and that is the key word with mm -hmm. everything. Self-awareness is self-awareness. It leads us to healing and growth and personal empowerment without self-awareness, we have nothing. So it's really the, a question of stepping back and recognizing how you feel, like, how does your body feel? Are, you know, are you feeling stressed? You know, what is your mind? You know, what, what is your intuition telling you? How do you feel about certain things? And that's how you can start to balance your day. Now, sometimes people have to write it down and be, you know, you know, prioritize certain things, which is fine. Uh, but if you set time in the morning, then you have your work. And then let's say you're at work and you're super stressed. Cause I work with a lot of women that are in HR or higher, you know, high level jobs and they're super stressed. They're traveling all over or they're in their office. They're totally stressed out, you know, administrative assistance, that type of thing. And what I always have them do is just step outside for 10 minutes to the, in the fresh air, just clear your energy, maybe say some things that you're grateful for breathing. Breathing is another great game changer to just breathe into your body. Cause it's really, really about calming your nervous system to gain the clarity, to get back to what you need to do. But when we don't take that time to be still, 
that's when we start to get like really stressed and we start to feel it in our nervous system. And so it's really just that awareness of, you know what, I think I need to take a break. I think I need to get outside for my lunch break and take some breaths, listen to some music, call my kid, whatever you got to do, and then get back to work. You know, you shift the energy. Yeah. Wow. This is so good because our empowered salon leader uh, coaching company, we're right now putting together an entire program and uh, it's the principles, uh, the seven principles, right. To be an empowered salon leader. And the first one is (laughs) self-awareness, right. And so we talked about that live last night, actually. And so I would love to do a deep dive with you in that because it's very interesting. I recently have been studying uh, Dr. Mindy Pels. And so she talks a lot about hormones and the effect on our body. And I'm like, why am I almost 60 and just finding out the effects of my hormones on my body? And it's something that women have been shying away from having this conversation, right? And a lot of our doctors don't know anything about our hormones because most tests are mainly done on men. And so I was like, whoa, our bodies are so different than men. And so I realized I went to my, a new doctor I found in Rochester, Michigan, and they are so amazing. And so they did this test, which was a saliva test, never had this done in mm-hmm. the realization that my cortisol levels were so high, like, especially uh-huh. in the afternoon. And I couldn't figure out why I was having this heavy bloating, like these stomach issues. Right. Mm-hmm. And so then I realized that I didn't have any progesterone because I had a full hysterectomy years ago. So Mm -hmm. no progesterone in my body. And so they gave that to me. And all of a sudden, then magnesium, I started to notice my stress load has gone down since I've been that so that stress could actually be, you know, be body aware, it could Mm -hmm. be from your body. So don't settle just for one doctor. And I think, you know, my age of women, a lot of times we're like, oh, I, well, I've had the same doctor since I was two years old. And it's like, what are you doing? Like go to many different people until you get the answer that you think that is actually the honest truth for you. And so you've got to take control. And so I'd love to hear from you. Like, I know that you're super healthy too, Sana. Like what is your, and what do you, um, like what's your practice for your body, so to speak, to be body aware, right? Because high emotions sometimes can come from high cortisol levels <laughs> in your body and people aren't realizing they think it's just like this place sucks, but it could just be what's going on in your body with your hormones too. So how's that right. been? I agree. And cortisol is one of those things where it just kind of creeps up and it can be from chaos being on the go a lot. It could also be in a healthy, healthy situation relationship. It all leads to the cortisol, but I agree with you first of all, on the whole doctor thing. And I think that they know so much more now, uh, the holistic side, or it doesn't have to be holistic. It could be someone that just specializes in hormones. So I'm a big advocate on that. Just so you know, I have have actually been on hormone replacement for a while Mm -hmm. and uh, it's not for everybody, but for most, you know, they'll do a whole evaluation, but it's really important because we have to listen to our bodies. And sometimes it's the choices that we're making on a daily basis of not taking time out, but sometimes it does have to do with our imbalances. And it's, it, I'm, I didn't know you were going to bring that up. And it's very interesting because it is very, very important to talk about because even some of the clients that I work with, I always recommend just based on when I'm talking to them, I just get, you know, cause I can feel the stress. I always recommend that they go to someone who specializes in hormones and in blood work because the basic yeah. blood work at the doctors are, is pretty basic. And even my doctor's like, Hey, go get the 
the more, you know, intensive blood work, that's fine. He doesn't care because it goes through everything. And then that way they can see if something's off. And sometimes it's just a little tweak there and here that could really make a difference in addition to healthy choices. So when I talk about healthy choices, it's, you know, when you ask me about my practice, I'm very big on yoga. I'd love to do it more. I don't do it as often as I'd like to. I go in spurts. Yoga is amazing for mind, body, soul, slowing you down, really getting in touch with your body. And it's such a self-love practice. Uh, also, you know, prayer, meditation at home. You know, I have a space in my house where, uh, you know, in every morning, even if I can't dedicate, I like to dedicate about 30 to 45 minutes in the morning, but I can't always do it we're human. We have things to do. Right. So, um, okay. it's busy, but I do, I have a gratitude list of all the things I'm grateful for. And I pretty much know that in my head by now. And I usually just sit in silence for a little bit and just breathe because again, it's calming your nervous system down, which by the way, will help your cortisol levels. Yeah. So the problem is, is that we all go all the time. We're just running, running, running to do, do, do. But what we really need to start working on is slowing down and being more present, just being more present, slowing down a little bit more than usual, being really conscious of what we're doing, what we're saying, who we're with being self. That's all part of self-awareness, but that's really the game changer. It really is. Yeah. And obviously having the connection, you know, to God and your prayer and all that, that's very important. I believe it's changed my life. And it's really the commitment to sum it all up. It's the commitment to yourself every day to do something for yourself and to, to thank yourself for taking time out for you and then not beating yourself up when you can't, because there's going to be some days where mm -hmm. it's going to be tough. Yeah. The more you do, oh, and oh, the other big thing, gosh, this is like super important boundaries. We got to have boundaries. Mm -hmm personal boundaries with ourselves, meaning, okay, we're going to do this for self-care. We're going to go get our hair done. We're going to get our nails done. We're going to go for a walk. We're going to go exercise. We're going to just chill with the door shut and tell our family, Hey, I need an hour to myself. You know, those are personal boundaries. And then we have boundaries for others. I mean, there's many different types of boundaries, but it's all just boundaries. We're, we're setting limits as to what we will what we can tolerate, what we can't, what we want to do, what we don't. So, you know, that comes down to obligation, you know, don't over extend yourself Yeah. at the same, because if, if you're sacrificing your health and well-being because you have to be a million different places, you really need to dial it back and say, okay, what is the most important thing for my well-being right now? And mm. again, it's building that relationship to yourself. That's where it all starts. Yeah. I love that so much. Last year, my full focus or last couple of years has been well-being in the workplace and making sure that our team was well taken care of and providing counselors in our schools for our students and our staff and things like that. So that's been really, really huge. And I love this so much. So I put down um, to be empowered, we first have to be self-aware. And we talked about listening to our bodies, being self-aware. And I love um, the next step we're kind of talking about is boundaries. Cause I, I watched you speak a little bit this on Facebook. I've, I've seen you talk about boundaries and this is a big hot topic right now, right? And circles of coaches. And I think this is so big. And, you know, one of my mentors said this past uh, few weeks when we were at an event for Paul Mitchell, he said, let your no be no and your yes be yes. 
And so like, I thought that was so huge because for people who are those people pleasers, right? Also for people who like me, that I will over promise <laughs> and under deliver. And so I have to watch myself. And so I have, I, I put, actually I put together, it's interesting for the self-awareness portion, I put together every single year and it's um, exactly what my growth plan is for the year. And so I do a lot of assessments. I'm a DISC, um, D-I-S-C, personality coach and, and also emotional intelligence coach. And so I have this great assessment that I give myself and my team and people that I coach. And um, it kind of, it gives you a, like a lowdown of what are your biggest strengths. And so looking into those areas and then what are some of your growth opportunities, right? And that is actually have that as one of my letting my no be no and my yes be yes, right? Of making sure that I don't over promise and under deliver this next year, because that's been a challenge of mine because I'd love to say yes to everything. And I just, I don't want to like disappoint people as well too. And so how is that for you first and foremost? And then when you're coaching people that have this struggle, what do you uh, coach them to do? Well, we can only do what we can do. And yeah. <laughs> please everybody, we have to realize that we are not always going to please everybody all the time. And, and it is not selfish to take care of yourself and please yourself. Because when we're complete and we feel good, then we're able to give and love and help others and be totally present with others. But when we're not in a good space ourselves, it's kind of hard to, to really be completely present with someone else. So that's why I'm really big on the self-care and the boundaries. And boundaries really, really equals empowerment. Boundaries is the biggest form yeah. of self-love and empowerment. Because, and, and when, I, when I'm coaching someone, I can immediately see uh, growth when they start to set boundaries. And, and, I, and I'm talking small boundaries because first of all, if you're not a boundary setter and you're kind of a people pleaser and you're an empath and you are very compassionate about people and you're not always thinking about yourself, sometimes yeah. we don't realize that we're not setting boundaries. And when we go to set boundaries, it is really uncomfortable. So I always say baby steps, you know, think of something and maybe the listeners today can think of one thing that they've been really apprehensive about setting a boundary to. And if they did, how it would change their mm. life, how it would change their situation. So, you know, it's baby steps because it is a little uncomfortable, but you have to realize it's not about being selfish. It's about taking care of yourself and then being able to be fully present for others. So it's baby steps in taking boundaries. And when I see my clients start to set boundaries, it's immediately empowering. And I, I'm not just saying that people really feel like, whoa, like I feel really good about that. And then eventually over time, because listen, this is a self-mastery type thing. You, you start to do this over time as you get used to doing it and being more self-aware. We don't just become this big boundary setter. We do it in, you know, we do it in baby steps. And then we look at the opportunities where we can set a boundary. And sometimes it could be not answering a text right away. You're with your family. Yeah. It, maybe, you know, right. it could be you're at the dinner table and your phone's going up, up, oh, setting a boundary. I'm going to put my phone over here. It could be, you know, turning your phone off or on silent notifications at 8.30 because you want to spend time with your husband at night. Like, I mean, I'm talking even small boundaries like that because people will keep looking at their phone and that's a distraction. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, it also tells the other person that 
they're really not that important. So, I mean, that's all boundaries is honestly a whole other show. It's, but it is so important to know the, the empowering nature that you will feel when you start to love yourself enough to set those boundaries. And it's not about being rude either. No, it's no. about being loving, mm-hmm. firm, kind. You can do that while setting boundaries at the same time. Yeah. That's just it. Of having good dialogue of, Hey, I can't do that right now, but I want to do that. I just need you to give me some time. Right. And so just asking for more time with it. And so that's so big. And I love that you're talking about self mastery as well too. And, um, you know, when we talk about hairdressers, so, and I know you've been around a lot of our hairdressers, so they are just people pleasers, obviously, right. Because they want to make sure that people leave and they're happy with their hair. Right. And so kind of talk to that hairdresser because that's my, um, audience, of course, majority of my audience is hairdressers because that's the biggest challenge I would see that they have. And, you know, having maybe some difficult clients that they have in their chair as well, too. That's like, you know, their cortisol levels going out of the roof because of the difficult client, you know, they want blonde, let's, you know, I'll just give a, a silly example, but it's kind of true. You know, they want blonde hair, but their hair is black and it's like, that's not going to happen today. And then the client's mad. And, um, and so now their cortisol levels go high and they can't master themselves. So how can, what would you give like advice to, uh, you know, someone that's in the service industry, that's having a difficult client, uh, if you will, of how to handle that situation? Yeah, it's a really good question. So we all know we can't change people. We can't change what they say and how them being unhappy or giving us a hard time. We cannot change people, but we can we can decide how we're going to respond. So a, one of the biggest things in self-mastery, and this is what I had to learn because of some of the difficult situations and people that I've had to encounter in my life, which has actually made, made me who I am today. So there's no you know blaming here. But it's a great test for us to learn to respond and not react. And what I mean by that is don't react if somebody is upset or if they're pressing you. First of all, you can only do what you can do. You are doing your best. And all of your girls that I know, they truly want to do their best. And and they do. I mean, as far as I know, I mean, but you're not always going to have customers that are going to be, you know, they're just, they may give you a hard time. And that's when you just have to be kind, but firm in a way, because people will take advantage sometime, you know, you can't be like, or, you know, they have to understand that you know what you're doing. You are the expert and you are doing the best you can with them. But the key is not to be reactive is to be more responsive. And I understand your concern. I, you know, I am doing the best, you know, this is the situation. I'm doing the best I can with what I have right here, but I do understand. So you want to acknowledge their concern and just don't react instead of being defensive. Like that is the number one thing. And by the way, this is the key with everything, all relationships across the board, friendships, relationships, business. It doesn't matter. Even kids is to respond. And that means pause, take a breath and then you respond because if we, ah, right, you know, we get into it right away. We start saying things that we may later regret and say, Oh my God, why did I say that? Why did I react that way? I can't tell you how many women beat themselves up like that. But when we start to slow down and take a breath and listen, Hmm, I understand your concern. 
okay. And then you speak, you know, it's, it's like having that control, that self-control, that self-mastery of responding and acknowledging and hearing them because people want to be heard. We, yeah. we want to hear them, but the bottom line is you can't be blonde or whatever it is. You know? <laughs> like you're going to be in here every minute of the day, whatever it is. Not so, today. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So I hope that, I mean, because you can always do so much, It, but it's really about how we respond. It really is. And I, I love that so much. I was actually talking to some brand new students of ours in Sarasota, Florida yesterday about this and how um, uh, many of our team members were really struggling with one of our clients that was really mean and they didn't know how to handle her. And so they're like, I'm not taking her, you take her, I'm not taking her. Right. So this whole conversation is happening. And then um, our, one of our, uh, partners, salon partners now, uh, she said, I'll take her. And so all of a sudden, you know, she's, you know, doing so well with this woman. And then a year later after taking care of her, she finds out that this woman ended up having a uh, cancer and she was just so grateful to our partner for her taking care of her. Like, you never know the impact that you have on somebody, like even when they're mean. You know? That is <laughs> a very good point. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. I, I brought this up at a keynote talk that I did a while back. We, we, we have to realize that we don't know what's going on in their life. Now, right. it doesn't give them a right to treat us poorly, but if right. we can just try to find that compassion in the situation and think, okay, maybe this person's being abused. Maybe this person is in a difficult relationship. Maybe this person just lost a family member. Maybe this person has cancer or debilitating disease. We don't know. Yeah. And don't know. I know because yeah. I've done this before too. And then I find out the true story of somebody and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, no wonder she doesn't seem real happy. I was taking it personally, but really she's had two kids with cancer. My God. Right. So there's, there's a fine line. We just have to realize that we don't know what that person's going through, but you also have to, you, you can't let people treat you poorly either. Like you can step back and set a boundary too, and mm. still be compassionate. You can be. Yeah. But I love that you brought that up because it's so important. And, and people are on such edge these days with everything that's going on in the world. And yeah. if we just try to calm them with a little understanding and love and see where it goes, you never know. Like sometimes we just are really pleasant. Like all of your girls are so pleasant in the salon. And I'm not just saying that. Like you have yeah. an amazing salon. You really do. The girls are beautiful. And I go in there and I feel welcome. Like people always say hi. And, you know, it's just... It's a great feeling. So even if you, it is somebody that comes in, that's having a bad day or they're going through a difficult time. When you have these girls that are welcoming you, it could change you. It could make you feel really good. Yeah, it really does. This is so good. I love it. I, I love the power of the pause too. I love that because instead of getting defensive or offended. And so I think that's part of being empowered too, because if you're noticing that you are, you know, you see people fighting back and forth on social media, which I just, you know, get a, get a chuckle. I rarely ever read that, you know, stuff. And I would never respond right to someone being defensive, even on my own um, social media. I've also, you know, removed posts because I'm like, that doesn't deserve a response right now. And so it's like, no, cause I know what they're up to. Right. And so you're always going to have haters. right? And you so don't want to feed into it. You don't want to, I always say, don't buy into the story. Just don't, don't buy, buy into the story. story. 
How do people do that? So talk to that person right now. That's like, man, I just feel like I'm constantly into drama all the time. And I feel like I'm always offended. I'm defensive. There's always something going on. Um, and I feel like I have to respond. So talk to that person. What should they do to help, um, you know, lower this and in, these incidences that they're having, if you will. Boundaries is key. I mean, you know, yeah. make sure that they're taking self-care for themselves, yeah. choosing the circles, who they hang out with, where they're yeah. going, who they're talking to. If you have, let's say this is an example that happens a lot, you know, a friend is calling you nonstop and just dumping yeah. what's going on. You know, you could say, I mean, not that you don't want to be there for them, but if you're going through your own stuff, you know, you have to, you have to take care of you first. And so you could say, you know what, I, I really can't. I don't have time to talk right now. And I wouldn't be fully present to be honest with you. Like you wouldn't get a quality conversation or however you want to word it. Uh, you know, maybe we could talk, you know, this day or this day, it's almost like you have to set that boundary because sometimes if you give them an inch, they'll take a yard. And there are some yeah. people that do like to drain you. And it's all about being self-aware about that. So when you know that your energy is feeling draining and you're like, Whoa, God, I feel like really tired after that conversation, even a phone conversation, even an encounter, it doesn't matter then you need to like shake it off. And I always recommend breathing, getting out in the fresh air for a few minutes and just taking some deep breaths and just, you know, you know, visualizing this beautiful white light over you through your body down into the earth and grounding yourself to the earth always helps and bring yourself back to you because people can throw you off track. Yeah. That is where most of my growth came from because yeah. I had to, to really work on negativity draining people and people that just weren't always healthy for me. And so I had to really work on that. And, and it wasn't like anything, it's not a judgment. It's just an observation that I need to take care of me first. And then when you do that over time, sometimes you can, you know, have more interactions with those people or whatever, and you're not as sensitive, but sometimes when we're on our own journey and we have to listen to ourselves, and especially if we're overtaxed or we're overpressured or stressed, we do have to take care of ourselves first. Yeah. It's so, so boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Boundaries. It's so it's, it's everything. Right. And I love the fact of, you know, staying away from those drainers, you know, because right now maybe you can't handle them because you're becoming defensive. You're, having headaches, like whatever, like listen to your body, what's going on? How are you spending your time? Who are you listening to? <laughs> what are you listening to? You know, it's kind of funny um, on social media. So I rarely get anyone negative on my social media. If I do, I just, you know, unfollow, unfriend, whatever, you know, because it's like, I don't want that in my algorithm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so are you protecting your personal algorithm, if you will? And how does that work for you, Sana? I, I'm curious because um, I know like people will say everyone's so negative on social media. And I'm like, wow, I don't really see that. But OK, because <laughs> it's not in my algorithm, you know, and immediately I just I set a boundary years ago and said, if they are negative, I'm pulling them off. I'm not right. listening to them. I'll just unfollow because you can unfollow but not but still be their friend you just don't see their posts right right and right so how does that work for you with that what advice do you give to people when it comes to distractions and social media and all of that because I think really uh watching what what's distracting me right now from my calling 
right now, right? That's part of being empowered. It is. It's making empowering choices every day. And social media is one of them. You're always going to get some negativity. I mean, I don't really get a lot. Every now and then I will get somebody. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you can, like you said, you can mute them, you can unfollow, whatever. If it's somebody that's really being obnoxious, you can block them, whatever you feel is going to, you know, right. if it's really pretty ridiculous, uh, yeah. you can restrict them. I would definitely make choices that are not, that are going to keep you from being distracted. And because I will say, whatever you, give your attention to will grow. Okay. Whatever we feed into, we'll yeah. start to raise that cortisol again, or we'll get upset or whatever. And I had to learn the hard way that you have to just eliminate what is distracting you so that it doesn't upset your peace of mind, your nervous system, your well-being. So you have to really think about it. And, you know, is this, is this person really you know, resonating with my content is this is your, is this person really resonating with me, and does this make sense to really keep this going? Yeah. You know, so yeah, because what we what we give it what we feed will grow. So if we were to go back and forth, see, I really don't have a lot of the back and forth yeah. stuff, but I know some people that do. But the more you go back and forth like that, the more you're just yeah. feeding into it. And then that energy is just keeps getting yeah. exchanged. And then you start feeling stressed and then you get irritated and frustrated. And listen, we need more love in the world. We don't need more yeah. frustration and irritation. <laughs> no. Yes. And it that's like you said, it's the defense. If you start to notice that you're constantly defending yourself, okay, let's get back to empowering yourself, you know? And I love that you keep going back to maybe you just need to breathe. <laughs> You know? yeah, yeah. I love box breathing, like, you know, four, oh, yeah. eight, you know, box breathing. I think of a box. Right. And so I love doing that. That really is super helpful for me on those moments of like, okay, I need to calm myself down. So it's a, a breathe and pray, breathe and pray. Right. And so it's just amazing how that works. And um, I love this so much and I hate that we're getting to the end here. Uh, but so I put down for being in, empowered that we uh, first self-awareness, which part of that is listening to our bodies, um, recognizing and setting boundaries, right? Especially personal boundaries. And I love the power of the pause. I think that's absolutely fabulous. And then of course, eliminating distractions and recognizing what are those distractions and then who are those drainers in your life that maybe you need to unfollow right now, right? Uh, because you just can't handle that because you're getting defensive, right? And you're getting offended all the time, right? So you're not going to be an empowered human being if you're always defensive or being offended. And so what else are we missing that you think people need to hear today? Uh, sana to be empowered. Our energy is really important. The love we have for ourselves and the love we have for others is very important. Our energy, what we're exuding out into the world, because people, people feel the energy and yeah. it's mm -hmm. so important. And that whole law of attraction with the energy is, is really kind of true. I mean, what we give out, we give back. And when we, when we give to others, when we love others, when we're kind to others, uh, we usually get that back. We do. And and maybe a few people might not be, but that's okay. That's their lesson. I mean, we have to remember when people aren't always kind to, and even with the social media, they may be triggered in some way. It's something that they have within themselves that, that is maybe unresolved. You know, we don't know what that is, but it's not our, you know, it's not our issue. So be really conscious of what you're putting out there. You know, our thoughts our actions, our words are so important because we're feeding our subconscious mind. And it also affects our energy field and our energy field needs to be of love and 
and people need to feel that. And so that's why I always say the relationship to ourself is the most important relationship that you'll ever have. Yeah. That's so good. I think energy is just huge. And, you know, of course I'm in the, um, the hair industry. And so if you don't have energy, you're not going to make it, you know, you just aren't because you need a lot of energy in this industry for sure. And I've watched people over the 25 years. And so talk to that person right now, because this is so big because energy is part of those nonverbals, right? And so what are you actually putting out there nonverbally? Like if we put a camera on you all day, what are people seeing that's coming from you? You know, like, let's say someone asks you to do something. Are you like, absolutely, I'm right on it, right? Or are you like grumbling the whole time, you know, with whether it's with people at work or whether it's your clients or your spouse or your children, right? And so mm -hmm. that affects everything. Like, how are you responding to people, you know, when they ask you to do something or what have you, right? Are you smiling? And if not, why not? Like, that's the energy that you're putting out to people. They can feel that like whenever, you know, I love Oprah, she says, um, you're responsible for the energy you bring into the room. So yeah. be responsible for that. Right. And so I think that's so huge because I don't think people are aware of their energy. So talk to that person so that they can, again, self-awareness, be yeah. aware of your energy. So how could they do that? And what's that blind spot? How can they uncover that blind spot for themselves? Again, it's the self-awareness. It really is. It's, it's being self-aware of what they're doing, but also being aware of others and how their energy may affect them. So when we see that someone else's energy is affecting us, when we walk into a room and something seems off, there's a sign right there like, okay, I need to be really cognizant of my own energy because energy is contagious. And there, this is a fact. This is a study. They call it yeah. energy contagion or something. There's something in the brain. Like when we go into a room and let's say, you know, somebody's really stressed, there's some neurons in our brain that actually can pick up the stress from people. Yeah. And that's why it's so important to have a positive environment where people are appreciative and helping each other and kind. And you have to remember, like if people can just remember what they're giving out, they're going to get back. So we want to be careful. So if we're gossiping or if we're being rude or we're saying negative things, well, you know, first of all, you don't feel good when you talk like that. I don't care what anybody says. You can't feel good about yourself no. when you're doing that. And I mean, it's one thing if you're with your best friend and you're having this conversation, but let's say you're out in, you know, with the larger group or whatever, you're not going to feel that good about yourself because you're saying things that aren't really kind. And if you're really in touch with yourself, you're not going to want that energy within you because we are feeding our subconscious mind. Not only are we putting the energy out there, but we're also feeding our own subconscious mind. So when we catch ourselves from saying something, you know, whatever that's negative or, you know, not kind or whatever you want to say, uh, then you know that, wow, I'm working on myself. Like I feel so much better that I did not give into that conversation. I'm so glad I wasn't part of that conversation because that's what makes you feel even better about yourself and more empowered because you are making empowered choices from a place of love. Yeah. Oh man, this is so good. I love this so much. What, what you put out there, you're going to get back for sure. And if you're wondering why you're so, you know, depressed or tired, it's because you're putting it out there. <laughs> right. So so that, that's so big. I love this so much. So what's one last piece of advice that 
uh, you would give people listening to this to be empowered? And maybe you're talking to our salon team right now. What What's another piece of advice as we start to close this out? Um, last piece of advice, but also to find you. It's sonalife.com, S-O-N-N-A, life.com. Any other um, platforms to find you? Yes. So my Instagram is at Sana Life Coach. And then I also have my weekly radio show on the Voice America Talk Network. It's up close and empowered and it has everything to do with empowerment. So I will, I talk to a very diverse range of people and their backgrounds. And it's usually people that have a story, you know, that they've had to overcome obstacles in their life and what they discovered along the way. So a lot of it's that it's a great show. Uh, you can, you know, check that out and see all the episodes and listen on demand. And it's also on Spotify and Apple, but it's better to go on the platform if you can. And then I also offer these programs. I, I do interactive workshops in small businesses. And then I also do keynote talks and one-on-one -on -one mentorship like eight, eight week mentorships. So with people that are really committed to wanting to be accountable, which is really important when you're in this personal growth phase. Yeah. It's so important that, you know, I just want to challenge everybody listening to this, you know, set up your, your plan for 2024 coming. Like what's your personal growth plan going to be? Maybe you heard some things that's like, Whoa, I need to put that down as part of one of the areas that I want to grow in. And, and so I always tell people like, okay, that's an area so what podcasts do you need to listen to? What books do you need to read? What courses do you need to take? Maybe it's some Amsanas as well too. So I love that so much. And I love the sign behind you it says pray big. And it's so funny because I just listened to this message on that uh, from this pastor. And he said, we're just praying these small prayers. We need to pray big prayers, right? And it's so huge because part of that energy could be instead of, talking about it. Let's pray about it instead. In fact, let's pray big. Let's stop playing small. Right? <laughs> let's play big and let's pray big. So I love that sign behind you too. <laughs> so any last pieces of advice that you want to give that you've been wanting to tell people this year? Oh, you had said any last words for, you know, ending the show. I would say to take care of yourself, to listen to your body and to, to love yourself and accept your strengths, your weaknesses, because that's where your powers really lie. When you can accept yourself, it shows in your energy field, it shows in your confidence field, and it will help you to be more productive at work. It will help your relationships grow. It helps everything. And anybody is capable of doing this. Yeah. Anybody for sure. I love it, Sana. You're amazing. Awesome. Thank, you sure. so Thank you so much. Thank you for I love being this. this is great. <laughs> All right. You take care. Great to see you. So Bye -bye, Anna. Okay. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to send us your stories of transformation through www.tinablack.net. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to give it a rating and subscribe. See you next time.